Have you ever looked in the mirror and thought you'd be further along financially by now? If so, you're not alone. Many people find themselves wanting to ditch their nine to five, wishing they had more time with their family. What most people want is to simply live the life that they choose and with plenty of money to do so. The good news is you can live an abundant life through apartment investing. Mark and Tamil Kenny with Think Multifamily help you take back the time and freedom so that you can live free from the stresses that burden so many. Through multifamily investing, they teach you how to set your family up for a lifetime of true success and fulfillment. They have helped hundreds of people just like you. Patrick, for example, who since working with Think Multifamily has purchased over 900 units with another 850 under contract. And at 27 years old, was able to quit his demanding job in corporate America. Regardless of your age or profession, Think Multifamily can help you create the life of your dreams. As hosts of the new Think Multifamily podcast, Mark and Tamil will walk you through the journey step-by-step to make sure you are completely set up for success. Through this interview-style podcast, you will gain a proven strategic apartment investing system and hear stories from successful investors, all to help you be light years ahead of those who try to do it alone. Subscribe to the Think Multifamily podcast today at thinkmultifamily.com forward slash podcast. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the one and only Creative Real Estate Podcast. This is the podcast where we actually dive deep into the out-of-box ways to get deals done. So there's a lot of people that might say to themselves, there's no way that I could be involved in a large multifamily. They, they might just kind of put a, a barrier around it and think and expect that they're going to need to you know, do a couple wholesales and then a couple flips and then a couple single family rentals and then they'll get a, their first duplex or fourplex and then maybe they'll get an eight or 10 plex. And after that, they, they might feel comfortable to do like a 16 or 20. And uh, eventually, like when they die, they're going to be ready for, uh, for 100 units or 200 units because it just seems so far in the future for them. It just seems so overwhelming. Well, this is the podcast where we really just dive in and talk about how you can do it now. Like how can you actually find a way to overcome the um the long that 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 slow game that d- doesn't really work because like i'll just tell you honestly a single family doesn't have as strong a returns as a large multifamily it just doesn't i'm tell you right now that uh, a tenplex just isn't nearly as safe of an investment for you to put your money than a hundred or two hundred unit it's just not it, a, a tenplex or a twentyplex is far less safe than 100 or 200. I've, I've met too many people that are losing money on uh, fourplex and uh, fiveplex and uh, eightplex. I've just met too many that are losing money on these, uh, on these units that are under like 70 units because they, they, they just thought it was more approachable. Uh, they just feel, felt like it was going to be more approachable to buy you know, a 60 unit or a six unit than it was to buy a one or 200. But the truth is buying a one or 200 is the safest way to go. And that's why I uh, did these eight episodes, um, the eight ways to get into multifamily today, 
the eight roles that you can play within the general partnership or, or, and or the passive equity limited partnership. Um, so we talked about, again, we talked about finding deals, uh, earnest money, uh, money raiser, you know, being an investor liaison and, and bringing the equity. And I, I even told you some tips and tricks if that's what you want to do. If you want to be a, a money raiser, um, then you, or even if you want to run your own deals, like the problem is that most people running their own deals, they're looking at the money raising backwards. They think if, if I just, if I find a good deal, the money automatically comes or they become just such so good at finding deals that they haven't yet even reached out to their any passive investors. And so no passive investor like knows them, likes them or trusts them. And so they, they fail, they fail and they, they get into it. And it's not their fault. It's their, the fault of the, of the, of society for telling them if you find a good deal, the money automatically follows and they believe it blindly. And then they get really burned and, um, and it's, it's sad. So we, we talked about raising money and the right way to do it. We talked about passive investing and I gave you a couple of tips and tricks on how you would do it. And I let you know that when you come to the Raising Money Summit, you're going to see these five people at, on the stage, these five incredible people that have collectively um, invested passively into $3 billion. And that's not an exaggeration. They've passively invested their money into $3 billion of assets. Just these five people. I mean, these are the best people if you want to be passive to learn from. Um, you're going to learn the tips and tricks and strategies around being able to do that. And uh, we talked about how to be a net worth partner. Even if you don't have a whole bunch of experience, even if you have zero money liquid, um, we talked about my friend who owns uh, 40 gas stations and each of them uh, average about a million bucks in, in value, but he has like no money liquid. He could be a great candidate for signing on a loan. We talked about a couple of people that I know that kind of sold their Robert, sold their businesses like a tech startup or, or whatever kind of business that they are selling and or they're just somebody who's kind of saved money uh, the long and slow way and now they've got a, a couple of million. Well, that gives you a great opportunity to sign on the loan because the lender needs a net worth, liquidity and experience. Now we talked about the experienced partner and how that's my ultimate dream is, is to only do that eventually one of these days when I'm, I'm personally retiring and, and, and I'm, you know, 60 years old or whatever. I just, let me just sign on, um, on a bunch of these, uh, deals and, and take like 20 or 35% of the deal and, uh, and have all of that money residually coming in for just a little bit of the knowledge that I have a little bit of the experience that I've, I've, I've done over the past few years, right? Now, I also want to talk now about um, asset management. Now, if you're an asset manager, this is one of the ways that you can get involved into a deal and you don't actually have to put in any of your own money. So you can join with a, a team that already finds deals really well. You can join with a team that, um, that is really good at raising money. You can join with a team that knows how to do all the earnest money and you might be able to find a way in with that team and just let them know, you know, maybe because you've had the, uh, a couple of years of managing uh, apartment buildings, maybe you've been a property manager and you understand what the asset management role is. You can just let them know, hey, I see where you're um, lacking. I see where you're missing out 
on capturing some equity because I have so much experience doing this. I actually have a friend um, who is a perfect um, uh, role for this. His name is Robert and he's, he, um, he's a great guy. And uh, I will, I will say his name. He's the first person that I've actually shared the name because I'm pretty sure that Robert would be happy that I was mentioning him on the podcast. Some of these other people, I either don't want you to call them because I want them to myself or, or some of these other people, um, I just didn't get their permission. I didn't technically get Robert's permission, but he is, uh, he loves exposure. Um, he's a great person and he has been doing um, commercial uh, property management for like, I don't even remember, I think 20 years, but don't quote me on that. He's been doing commercial property management for a really long, long time. And he has some skills when it comes to being able to do what I did back in 2007 to 2008, where I repositioned uh, a property. I repositioned a commercial property and the, the, net, the net proceeds or the, the, I guess it's the gross proceeds were about a million bucks. The, the owner uh, actually made a million dollars because I worked for a, a year, just kind of lowering some expenses and, uh, and raising some of the rents. Um, so putting in laundry, um, uh, upgrading some units. And I was, I became a handyman. I learned how to do all this stuff right while I was there. And so I put in the tile, I put in the carpet. Uh, I will never do tile or carpet ever again. I'm going to hire somebody. Um, but I learned how to do it. And I remember, um, when I laid carpet, I'd make 300 bucks a day. And at the time, like that was a lot of money. Now I make, uh, a few thousand dollars an hour. Sometimes I make a few thousand bucks per hour, right? And uh, and back then when I was making like 300 bucks a day, I just thought it was great. And so it was hurting my knees to lay that carpet. But um, it, I, I used a carpet stretcher, a carpet kicker. I would cut the carpet. I had all of the tools that you needed uh, to lay carpet. I had all the tools that I needed to um, to lay the tile. My first tile job was terrible. Um, and my second tile job was bad. And after that, my tile jobs got really, really good. And, um, and I, I used the right spacers. I, I kind of learned as I went, as I was managing that apartment community, and it was just an 18 unit, right? And I was the one who replaced all of the, um, I was the one who replaced all of the, not replaced, but fixed up the, they're, they're called swamp coolers. This is in Utah. And um, like if you're in Texas or Florida or many other places, um, you, will, you would never have heard of a swamp cooler. Like in California, they don't have these. But like in Colorado, Arizona, maybe Arizona, I'm not sure actually. Um, Arizona has a dry climate, so it might use them. But um, it's so hot that, that perhaps they don't even work. I'm not sure. Uh, Utah and Colorado absolutely use these things called evaporative coolers. And I used to replace them in Utah. I lived at this 18plex and I managed it. And I, I was the property manager and I lived on, on site and I was the maintenance man. And uh, here I was just kind of replacing all these things. And I learned a ton about how to raise the rents, how to, how to improve properties. I learned every single thing from my mentor at the time, whose name is Reed Quinn, who owned that property. And now he, he, he owns a lot more properties and he, he never uses um, leverage. It's insane to me not to use leverage. He's just one of those people that doesn't use leverage. So he's worth a lot. He's doing great. He, he keeps 
uh, build, making as much money in his main business as he can. And he keeps putting his, his extra money into um, in investments that are semi or quasi passive, like multifamily. And then he gets people like me to, um, to learn on the job and to, and to make sure that we can manage it appropriately. And that's where I first learned asset management. And that's where Robert uh, first learned asset management. Now, Robert, he did it a lot longer than me, and he has a very long, uh, outstanding track record. And Robert didn't know the value that he held. I met him at one of Rod Cleef's events. Uh, there was uh, 600 people there that day, uh, maybe 650, but there was a little over 600 people at this event. And I was one of the speakers. Rod Cleef wanted me to, uh, to get on stage and teach people my, my skills. I have, I have some ninja trick strategies around um, raising equity. So um, that's why in some of these past uh, episodes over the, that I've recorded for you today in the eight ways, you've probably heard that you know I'm one of the best uh, meetup organizers. I, I'm one of the best podcasters. And I, I'm sorry to brag. It just, I feel bad. Like I don't want to like, have a competition or have you kind of roll your eyes at, at me sharing kind of some of my strengths. But I think it's important for me to share it in this story because Rod Cleef wanted me to kind of teach people how to do a meetup, how to do a podcast, how to, um, how to hack into the Facebook algorithms. So I got on stage and I kind of shared some of that. And Robert came up to me and he was like, man, um, you know, I want, at first he was just like, I really want to do this, but I, I don't, I, I think I'm going to wait like a couple of years and I, you know, I did what I do with a lot of people. And I was like, don't wait. And he's like, no, I, I mean, I have to, and, and this and that. And I was like, seriously, Robert, come and sit with me. And so we sat down and I shared a few tips and tricks and strategies similar to what I've been sharing with you over the last um, eight episodes. And I, I, I asked him some questions and, and I learned from him. And then I just tried to inspire him to get out there and do the things that he needs to do. And something in Robert clicked and his wife, um, oh my gosh, I wish it was in front of me. Definitely starts with an S. I want to say Sandy, but uh, Sandra, Sandry, Sandy, um, I feel bad for um, messing it up right here live on the air, but I'm not going to go and, and, and remember it. I'm not going to go and look at it right now. I just want to get this episode to you. So Robert, amazing guy. Um, I kind of inspired him that, hey, don't you flip and wait. Stop telling me that you're going to get involved in multifamily someday. Like, stop telling me that, that you want to do it, but you're not, you already think that you're not going to do it for five years. Stop telling me that, that you are going to do single family for a little while and then duplexes and then fourplexes and then tenplexes. Stop telling me this stuff, Robert. Like, stop saying it. And you listening, you've probably said the same things as him. And so I want to encourage you to do what he did and to find his, his niche. If it's raising money, awesome. Come to the Raising Money Summit. If it's asset management, awesome. Come to the Raising Money Summit. Find a whole bunch of people that are really good at raising money, and, uh, and you now can be the asset manager. It's perfect because you have your target there. So be the asset manager and go partner with people that can raise money. Maybe you don't want to be a money raiser. Uh, well, Robert uh, joined uh, my, my coaching program, and um, then he became third. I think he said he was third. Maybe it was second. So um, 
Facebook, they actually have ranking systems to see how people are, are, are doing. And after learning some of our tricks and after him taking, you know, massive action, um, his, he hacked into the Facebook algorithm and he was like third place out of all of the, there was many, many, many hundred people that were involved in, in this, this group that was taking this, um, that, that was taking this and he had all taking this, um, contest and he had only been in my coaching program at the time for, I think three weeks. Um, please don't quote me. I can't remember, but I think Robert had only been a part of my coaching program for three weeks and I'm just a giving person. I try to give everything I got to Robert to how to hack into the Facebook algorithm and he listens to it and he does it. And, and he, um, he was able to hack into the algorithm so much that they, um, he took like third place or maybe second place out of um, several hundred people that were in the group. And, um, and of course, I'm proud of, you know, you know, the, 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 what is it? The grasshopper becomes the master, right? I'm proud of him for, for really focusing and getting in there. And, um, and he did something that I told him and taught him to do when we were at the raising, uh, not that the raising money summit, that's on my mind for some reason. When we were at Rod Cleef's group, um, there were 600 to 650 people and, and, and Robert is like, trying to figure out how he's going to do this. And I told him, I said, Robert, what you're going to do is you're going to join my coaching program because you need to learn how to brand yourself and you need to learn how to speak with confidence about what you're going to do. So you're going to join my coaching program and the role that you're going to play, even though my coaching program is really talking about raising money, I have uh, clients that are, uh, that are attorneys. I have clients that are um, lenders and these lenders just, they want to, um, they want to get in front of the multifamily realm and they want to be able to hack into algorithms and utilize that stuff to get to the next level. Same thing with um, one of my clients who, who's uh, uh, a securities attorney and he's, so he wants, he wants what I have. He wants to be, you know, the most famous a securities attorney, right? So I'm going to help him hack into those algorithms and, and to get to that next level. And I told this same thing to, to Robert. I said, I usually teach people how to raise money, but really what I'm teaching people is how to market, how to brand yourself. So you're going to join my coaching program. And, um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you how to hack the algorithms and I'm going to help you figure out your niche. And your niche is going to be asset management because you have so many years of experience. Like I had a year of experience in making my, prop, my owner as a property manager a million bucks. Now he's had a lot more than that. He's been actually able to make many, many owners uh, millions and millions of dollars. And so um, he needs to be able to know how to speak his voice. So I said, come to my coaching program. You need to do it. Like when I truly feel passionate enough that I can speak that way to somebody, um, it, it, it makes me happy because I don't want to sell ice to an Eskimo, right? But I knew it was going to be right for him, just like it is for that attorney, just like it is for that lender, just like it is for a, a bunch of my other students that already took like coaching programs. Anyway, so I was like, Robert, you got to join and I'm going to teach you how to find your niche. And your niche is going to be a bunch of people that are money raisers and a bunch of people that are already operating deals. But like, it's so stressful for them because they don't have the experience you have, Robert. 
it's stressful for them because like they're kind of getting into it and the amount of time and effort that goes into managing these properties is atrocious. I told you a couple times over the last eight episodes that my team, I have 12 people on my team. We, uh, the team itself, the Blue Spruce team, um, isn't part of all 1,400 doors that, that I own. Um, my, my, this team, I think, has uh, four to 600 doors. I'm, I need to look for sure, but um, I just need to look at it. And I don't remember offhand while I'm here, but Blue Spruce itself owns a, a fraction of the doors that I totally own. And um, we're kind of really growing. And what I, what I said to him was that like my team, we have two people that are asset managers because it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a lot of work. It's not passive at all. And, um, and we got into it um, and, and it was harder than we even thought, right? So we, we're, we learn more every flipping day. And I told that to Robert. I said, dude, like, if, if, I, um, if you would have come to me before I, we brought on the second asset manager, um, like we brought on a second acquisition manager when we had like 300 doors or 250 or 350, something like that. We brought on a second asset manager because like um, all the deals that we were running were just like a lot and they were all in different cities. And it was, there was a lot of stress and pressure because like the main goal for us as a syndicator the main goal for you as a syndicator is that you got to make money for your passive investor. You have to protect their capital. It's, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of time and energy that goes into making sure you're doing everything possible to actually help out your passive investors and, and to do what you said you were going to do. It's so important. And a lot of people um, take it lightly. And I just, I told Robert, I said, there's, there's people that are in a place where we were when I met him, uh, what was it, six months ago? There's people that were where we were six months ago that were in a place where they knew that they needed to bring on another asset manager. And if I would have known you, oh, I guess six months before I met him, I'm, I met him six months ago and six months before that is when we brought on that second asset manager. But anyway, um, I let him know, Hey, if I would have known you six months ago, then I, I would have hired you. I would have brought you in and given you equity in the deals so that you were incentivized to do a good job. And I, I would have wanted that because we were, um, we had felt a lot of pressure on our hands in order to make sure that these deals were going through. We felt that pressure, right? It was hard. And if you came at that right time, which you're going to find that if I can teach you how to brand yourself, and I can teach you how to get in on, on multiple Facebook groups and to continue to let them know that how much um, property management experience you have and that you could fulfill the role of asset manager. If I could teach you how to do that, I can get you to own a lot of deals where you don't have to find the deal. You don't have to raise the money um, and you don't have to really put together a team. You just have to find the right team that's ready for you. And there's going to be a lot. So Robert said, yes, he joined my coaching program and he's glad he did. Um, and he, he's crushing it. He's doing, he's doing really, really well. And um, that is somebody 
that can get on to the, to the deal, right? And then me, I, I'm just sharing with you a few different people that can be good asset managers. Now, I did a property management uh, thing and I've, I've owned a lot of companies, right? Um, some of them, uh, huge failures and some of them, huge successes. Some of them, sick. Uh, successes for some time until I realized that I, I didn't know, uh, I didn't have the right, I didn't know exactly what I, everything that I was doing and I didn't have the right team or the right um, uh, attorneys on my team to make sure that I was doing everything right. So uh, I was making 20000 a month for some time in one of my, uh, one of my companies uh, quite a while back, like uh, more than 10 years ago, I was making 20 grand a month, which at the time, uh, being in college at the time, I, I felt really good about it because some of my peers were making 20,000 per year. And I, and I was making it every single month. Like I, I had more money than I, than I could even spend. I, I didn't need it for my books, obviously. Um, so, um, and then what had happened is, is that I learned that that I was that my my bookkeeper gave me bad advice, right? My I said, hey bookkeeper, I need you to um, do ADP. Um, I need you because I I have these thirteen employees and I need to make sure that I'm paying their taxes and doing all this stuff. And the the bookkeeper was like, dude, <laughs> why would you want to um, have these people as um, as 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 employees? Um, it'll be better for you to have them as 1099 contractors. And I was like, can I really do that? And this bookkeeper like pretended like she knew everything and I, and I trusted her, right? I trusted that and I did what she told me and I just 1099 these guys um, and the 13 employees that I had. And I, I was making 20 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 20 grand a month, 20 grand a month. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, um, I get this call from uh, Utah Department of Labor. And they just wanted to ask me kind of like how much, um, how many employees I had, how much I was paying them. And I, and I tried to give them the answer that my bookkeeper told me, right? This wasn't a CPA and I get it. This is a long time ago and I learned my lesson. But the point is that, that I actually got a fine. I got a, a really bad find, a fine that I couldn't afford. Um, it was a hundred, it was like, I don't even remember, but it was, it was more than I made in five months and um, even that making 20 grand a month. And, um, and the problem is it shut that business down and I learned that lesson. So I've, I've, had, I've had businesses that were worse than that. I've had a business like that and I've had a couple of really good solid businesses. And um, that's what made me want to uh, run my own deal. But then when I realized that I liked running, I liked uh, branding my company better than I wanted to asset management, asset manage. I actually partnered with uh, DJ Scruggs as, as the first person that um, I could bring in and I could um, give him the role of CEO and have him be an asset manager because he, like some of you, uh, was able to run uh, companies with even more success, uh, a great track record than I did. And he enjoyed it. He, he has that skill where he continues to want to do that. So I might've made a million bucks for that guy. I might've you know, been able to make a lot of money and I, I probably learned uh, more things in, in my successes and failures than most people uh, know today, right? But I wanted to get that offloaded so I could focus on my stuff. 
So DJ uh, was is the type of person who um, who sold some tech companies for a very strong profit. He did that more than one time. And so that's the type of person that really understands business. Now, what I'm saying to you is that multifamily is more than just property management. Multifamily is more than what uh, you would get with single family. It's truly a business and it's the business minded that succeed most at multifamily investing. It's those types of people. So I, that's one of the main reasons why I bought, brought DJ onto the team. And after our first like 300-ish doors, um, he uh, was like, holy cow, this is, this is quite a bit. And all of our properties are in like, I, I, at the time I had properties in, in uh, Tennessee and, and, um, and Ohio and, um, and uh, let's see, Tennessee, Ohio, Missouri, um, Connecticut, uh, Florida, and Colorado, and maybe one other place I can't remember at the time. Um, uh, we had properties everywhere. And I, I, brought in, um, I brought in an admin, Robin, who's amazing, and she helped do a lot of that. I brought in DJ, and he's doing a fantastic job. Um, the first one had some issues, and, and now those are totally solved. The first one had some issues because we didn't know how to find uh, that syndication. We didn't know everything, but we learned a ton on that, and it is actually finally in a very good spot, right? This, this deal where we only had seven passive investors, um, it, it struggled for three quarters in a row. Like it struggled for one quarter, it struggled for two quarters, it struggled for three quarters, which is like nine months. And now we're finally in, in a really good spot. But anyway, um, D, what I'm, the point, the lesson that I'm using by using my real personal stories that helps it stick for you, the real lesson in this is that if you're the type of person who's run businesses successfully, if you've learned some things in business school and you've learned some things by trial and error, if you've sold your tech company, if you have been a property manager, um, you could be a very good person to jump on the asset management team. And the main way that you're going to be successful in it is to do what Robert did. And so you're getting the same type of coaching now that I gave him over months and uh, with thousands of dollars, you're getting it for, for free just by listening to this episode, right? So, um, so the asset manager, what you're going to do here is make sure that you insert yourself into a team that is starting to struggle because they're, they're, they're feeling overwhelmed because they're, they, they're fairly new at syndicating and these like 100 unit, 200 unit, uh, 80 unit, whatever properties are a little bit um, overwhelming at first. And as you're kind of learning the systems and the processes, um, uh, you will need somebody that can be an asset manager who can help take off some of this uh, pressure, who can help systemize and automate you know, you're, you're every week what you do and talk with, um, you know, you, you have a one week, uh, a weekly, excuse me, you have a weekly checklist that you're talking to the property managers. You have a monthly report that you get from the property managers. You do a quarterly um, report and you do a checklist and you do a semi-annual like every, 
every six months. And then there's something that you'll do like once a year. Um, and so you're going to be that systemized asset manager who treats multifamily as a business, not a hobby. You're going to be that asset manager that treats multifamily like a business, not a hobby, which is going to allow you to insert yourself and actually to get a good amount of the deal. Now, what does that look like? Now, what I would say on this is that most asset managers get uh, the lowest that I th- I've seen them get is about 5%. Most of them ask for 10 or 20%, but I've seen five. Most of them ask for 10 or 20%. Now, it's a huge role. It's a huge role. It's a huge responsibility. And I let you know that it's something that even though I have a skill to do it, and I, I've been able to do it and I've done it well, very successfully, I don't want to do it. It's not my love. So I was happy to turn it over to DJ. And then when DJ was feeling like he, uh, he could use some help, uh, he brought in Amy, who's another asset manager on our team. And that's really how we are being successful is because we focus on the, our deals like a business. Raise the income, lower the expense, systemize, automate, and have your checklists for your weekly, for your monthly, for your quarterly, for your semi-annual, and for your annual checklists. When you do it like that, when, when you can offer something like that to a, an, a current syndicator who just did their first or second deal, and you can find a way to show them that you know how to systemize, how to automate, what needs to be done weekly, monthly, quarterly, semi-annual, and annually, that's when you're going to be able to add that value to the team that allows you to get that 20% or so of the general partnership. You'll get 20% of the acquisition fee, which on a $300,000 acquisition fee is 60 grand. 60 grand. I'm not talking that you're going to make 60 grand a year. I'm talking about that you just made 60 grand the day you closed as an asset manager. It's huge. So I hope that I've inspired you to want to be involved in multifamily. And I've hoped I in, have inspired you that there really truly is a way for you to get into multifamily today. What I want to use is my CTA, they call it a call to action. And when you, I teach you how to be a money raiser, I'm going to teach you that you need to have a call to action to your passive investors. But anyway, what I want to use as my call to action today is for you to set up a call with me. So you're going to hear this, um, you're going to hear this episode and um, you're going to have a few questions that are underlying around finding deals, earnest money, uh, raising money, being passive, use, using your net worth, liquidity, um, your experience, or, or becoming an asset manager. You're going to want to know a little bit more about that. Or, or maybe you want to know about the Raising Money Summit. I don't know. But you're probably going to want to ask a couple of questions and bounce some ideas off each other because you realize that just like being um, completely passive now and, um, and just like letting some of this uh, knowledge kind of pass you by, letting some of this knowledge get into one ear and then out the next, is it, that would put you into not being successful. Not taking action would put you into not being successful, Right. The only way that you're going to actually do that first deal is if you're going to take some steps to get there. So what I'm hoping that you'll take action on now, because it's a little bit easier than maybe 
going out and finding the deal or starting to raise the money is at least to give me a call and share with me like your questions or your concerns and how I might be able to support you to get to the next level. And what I'll tell you about the calls, like it's very important um, that I say this because some people just don't know what to expect. So I'll say I do um, four calls every morning and, and they're short, right? They're 10 minutes. And my main goal on these is to give you a lot more value than you could ever imagine that you would get in 10 minutes. And I'm good at that. I'm good at hearing you. I'm good at, I'm much better at asking you a few questions and then giving you the advice that you specifically need than I am just um, coming up with these eight ways and hoping that I find a way to get to every single one of you. Because um, in the last 30 days, we had 25,000 people uh, download our, our podcasts. And so there's a lot of you. And, um, and my goal on just randomly coming up with these eight things, my goal was to find a way to resonate with each and every one of you and to show you that there was a way for you to get involved in a multifamily and to skip the freaking one, three, seven unit buildings and just get into the 100 or 200 units where it's safer, where it's stronger. Uh, we talked about so many reasons why you ought to do that, whether you have money or not, whether you have money and want to use it or not. We talked about a way that you literally can get involved in a multifamily. And the normal thing for people to do that are listening to podcasts, the normal thing for people to do is just to go to the flipping next episode and do nothing. That's what 99% of you are going to do. 25,000 listeners and 99% of you are not going to take action. It's unfortunate. It really is. It's just the name of the game. <laughs> it's the truth of the matter. But don't let the 99 be you. Touch your sternum, point to yourself and say, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I'm not going to hear Adam tell me I literally can get into this and wait another year or two or three. I became very <laughs> financially happy after being involved into multifamily, it took me about two and a half years to, be, to go from not having a two dimes to rub, rub together uh, to being able to invest passively into a thousand units, to be able to uh, write uh, off uh, $72,000 of, of, of money to go to my coaches without being worried about it at all, right? Like some people don't make $72,000 a year at all. And, and, I, and I just wrote it in a month. In, in 30 days, I, I wrote four checks that add up to um, 70, 72,000, right? And like, I couldn't always do that. It took me two and a half years in multifamily to get to where I am. And um, if you are like, hey, in two to five years, I'll be able to start. Well, I'm already mad at you. I'm already rolling my eyes at you and I'm already disappointed how your brain is working because your brain is holding you back. Your brain, if you're doing that, is keeping you from the success that you could have. Because if you think you're going to start in two and a half, three years, 
But you know that if you started today, even if you didn't have two dimes to run, rub together, like I didn't when I first started, and now I'm, I'm financially, I have whatever I need. I have whatever I want, right? And, and like, I don't, I, I don't stress about money anymore. And it's been two and a half years. It, it, it had been. Uh, it's obviously a lot more now. But it took me two and a half years to get to that spot. And if you knew that like I could support you as your coach to give you that in two and a half years, then call me. If you knew that I could just support you with a 10-minute free phone call that is totally for you and not for me. I don't sales pitch you. I, I listen to you. And then I give you the value that you need. If Robert uh, told me that he needed to do this, I, well, I'll be honest. Robert did tell me that he wanted to get involved. And I told him what he needed to do. And then I saw this thing in his eyes that he knew the what he needed to do, but he didn't understand the how or he didn't have, and he didn't have the vision of him actually implementing it. And I saw that because I was sitting with him face to face and I heard his voice. And I could tell that he wasn't going to take action. So I told him, dude, <laughs> you need to join my coaching program. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to make sure that you get out there. And that put him at third place out of several hundred people um, because he learned how to hack the algorithm, right? So I want you to not give yourself another dang excuse like, to, to wait for two years, to wait for three years. You just learned the eight ways that you can get involved and I want you to get involved today. And if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a concern, if you want to partner with me, if you want to join my coaching program, if you want to come to the Raising Money Summit, if you set up this uh, call with me, I will make sure that I add value to you, not to me. I will give value to you. Everybody that's been on these 10-minute calls with me so far has can tell you literally and there's more than several hundred there's several several hundred of, of these people that have done these free calls with me it, i i do four of them every morning and four of them every afternoon um but a hundred percent of them and literally in a hundred percent of them out of hundreds of them know that when i take these calls i give massive value to them to help them to overcome their fears, to help them learn who they need to be put in touch with. When that guy called me uh, the, today, the one with the English accent who has $1.8 million, who basically just said, Adam, I need to put my money with you. I said, hey, I don't have a deal, but I got a friend who needs money. That's who I am. That's how I am. I'm going to add the value to you. And I want to see you at the Raising Money Summit. I do truly want to see you at the Raising Money Summit because I know it's the type of um, event that is going to happen and that's going to give you such massive value in your life and in your future that when you come, I, I want to shake your hand. And, and if this is the episode that um, put you over the edge, uh, of, uh, that helped you cross the line before you were thinking, uh, you know, maybe I don't want to spend the money to fly out to Denver. Maybe I don't want to to um, to spend the money for a ticket or whatever. And and this was the episode and the series of eight episodes that kind of showed you who Adam Adams really is and what Adam Adams really cares about is is to really benefit you 
that the reason why I put on these massive conferences is, is not to try to make, uh, to rip people off on money and, and sell from stage or whatever. Um, and to, and have selling speakers and, and like a lot of other conferences or, and the reason why I have these conferences is not to tell you a little bit of the what and know how and no, none of the how so that like you basically get there and you only get inspired and the only way that you're going to be successful is if you hire me as a coach. That's not the truth. That's not what's going to happen. You can hire me as a coach if you need the extra help, right? But you coming to this event, I'm not going to like sell you on my coaching program and, and twist your arm and, th- and say, to, say to you like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you any of the knowledge here. I only give that to my students that pay me 30 or 40 grand, right? I'm not saying that. I will not say that. You will not find me. Uh, you will not catch me saying that at the Racing Money Summit on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. What you'll catch me doing is this. Having Mark Kenny, Tamil Kenny, Matt Terrio, Alina Trigub, Jeremy Roll, Ellie Perlman, and 20 other incredible speakers that have collectively raised many, many hundreds of millions of dollars or passively invested in billions you will learn the exact strategies that I use and I implement and that they use and implement. So you're going to be taking notes and you're going to have actionable steps to start being a money raiser and be able to take the biggest massive part of the deal. Now, anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to let you um, just actually set up a call with me. I'm just going to say, dude, or do that. You would be dumb if you ignored that free offer because what I'm here for is to watch you get to your next level. And that 10 to 15 minutes that I have on the phone with you when you set it up is going to get you to the next level so that you don't have to wait a couple of years. So, uh, it's a couple of years to even start, right? Start now and be, be retired in a couple of years if you want. So my calendar link is a Calendly. Uh, it's a Calendly.com link. It's just Calendly, C-A-N-D-L-E-Y. I, I hope I'm spelling it right. It'll, it's going to be in the show notes. You can literally just kind of scroll down and get the show notes. But it's Calendly.com forward slash Adam Adams. Uh, forward slash call. So if you just go calendly.com forward slash Adam Adams forward slash call, uh, you'll be able to literally set up a free 10 minute call with me and I will add massive value to you for free and it will blow your mind and it will get you to the next level just like I have done for hundreds of other people, literally. Um, I love you. I care about you. I wouldn't spend the time and effort to, to share these things with you if I didn't truly want to see you go to the next level. So anyway, set it up. Let's talk. Calendly.com forward slash Adam Adams and forward slash call. We will get on the phone and I'll help you get to the next level. I'll help you get unstuck from, from your your brain and what's holding you back now is probably just limiting beliefs and I can squash those uh, for you and help you get in touch with the right person. If you want to passively invest with me, 
Awesome. Let's talk. If you want to join my coaching program office, uh, office, let's talk. Awesome. Let's talk. And, um, and if you just have a question that you want to get unstuck, I will definitely do that. Calendly.com forward slash Adam Adams. Don't wait another second. Just set up the call. You're going to get to the next level. I'm going to help you. And you're going to be glad you did. Calendly.com forward slash Adam Adams forward slash call. That'd be a 10 minute call that you and I talk. Just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes and click it if you want. And I'll talk to you very soon. Hey, it's DJ. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. We're glad you keep listening to each episode. And I want to ask you to please take a minute to give us a five-star review. And remember, we are not attorneys or CPAs. This is just the stuff you bring to your advisors.